Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results again are not good. A 5-1 Brewers loss. Game two of this three-game set in the series goes to the Braves already. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Tim Allen, and Sam Schmitz alongside tonight. Sammy, it's been like uh, we spent the whole summer together last year, and all of a sudden he pops in out of the blue like a cartoon bubble. (laughs) It's going to be back, though, because, man, we got to talk about this Brews offense, so I'm glad to... Work out a little therapy tonight. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Same old song and dance, just three hits for the crew. Uh, Six no-hit innings for Ian Anderson in this one. And uh, coming into today's game, the Brewers' uh, collective team batting average, 213. Their on-base percentage, 298. We'll let let all these uh, websites uh, recalibrate a little bit and get you some fresher numbers a little bit later on, but... Here we go again. It is uh, it is becoming one of the most frustrating things <laughs> that that I remember in in regards to the Brewers uh, in in the past few years uh, and maybe longer. And and I don't know if you can blame anything or anybody, but that's not to say it's not frustrating for Brewers fans. It is, and and they're going to break out of this. I'm still sticking with that. They are back to 500 now, folks. They are at 20 and 20. Their high water mark of the season was 17 and 10. And they fritter that away in the next 13 games. They're 3 and 10 in their last 13 games. And then we all know why. I mean, you know, it is a team sport, but then again, uh, us fans, we can we we can be rather judgmental. 
And that that's what's going on here. It, it is the offense. And, and we can point to the offense, and there's not a lot of numbers to back that up. And I'm wondering if um, if a league-wide offensive drought makes it any better. Does does it does it sort of soften the blow a little bit that you know, this isn't just happening in Milwaukee, it's happening around the league. In fact, you know, I, I said the uh, team batting average at uh, 213. Well, the highest team batting average, I think, is in, in like two, the lower 260s. That's the highest team batting average in, in all 30 teams of Major League Baseball. So does that soften the blow a little bit? I guess for me, probably not <laughs> because – you can do you can do all the finger pointing and hitting coaches, and you can uh, say that the pitching is better in baseball, and you can say a lot of different things. But really, the end game statement has to be on personal accountability, doesn't it? It has to be on the player. It has to be on the player in the batter's box. That's what it comes down to to me. I'm not getting on any one person or anything, although yet. Yeah, um, but I will ask the question, what is the most frustrating here? What or who is the most frustrating here? I can tell you who, and we all know what, don't we? Don't we we kind of all know what? Well, maybe it's more than just the lack of offense. Maybe it's the configuration of the lineup that is somewhat frustrating. But there are some frust- frustrating aspects of this baseball team for sure. They will write the ship. And I have a solution. I do. And it's a little bit of a dice roll. It's a little bit of a gamble. But I think they're going to do it. I do. I, 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 uh, now, I don't have any insider uh, information, but I, I think they will do this. When Christian's ready to come back, he's going to come back on the buddy system. And it's going to be Keston Hira back up with the big league club. I believe that. Now, you can call it a prediction. I'm just telling you what I think. I think they come back together, and I think it's a good gamble. Certainly not a gamble on the Yelich side of things, but a little bit of a gamble on, on the uh, Keston Hira. But, you know, you're in a situation now where, where you should gamble. One guy gets hot, and it's contagious from there. One guy. It could be Keston Hira back in the lineup. That starts getting going. The trick is... Don't put them in there in the two or three hole. Put people back in their roles of comfort. And that's why Jackie Bradley Jr. needs to go back to his role. Facing righties only in that uh, trifecta of Lorenzo Cain, Avi Garcia, and Jackie Bradley Jr. That was set up earlier in the year. Set up to have Lorenzo Cain take every um, third day off. Give him a break there. Against a righty, when when you can squeeze that in, Jackie Bradley Jr. should face right-handers, uh, just pretty much exclusively to to this point. He's a guy that's on my list. He's a, he's a guy on the question what or who frustrates you the most. That's one guy. He got like forty-two strikeouts and some one hundred and twenty-four uh, at bats. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a ton. 
414-799-1250 as the Brewers fall 5-1. to one. Six no-hit innings for Ian Anderson tonight. The Brewers end up with just three hits, two of them by a guy who didn't even start tonight. That's Pablo Reyes. I will say this about the ball game also. I don't understand why Braves pitchers get a low pitch uh, a strike zone uh, that's a little bit lower, and the Brewers don't. Brett Anderson and company, they don't get the low strike, but the Braves do. That was blatant tonight. That was, that was pretty blatant, and that's why Travis Shaw was ejected in this game. You can't have it both ways behind the plate. I don't know if it you know, would have made the difference at all, but eh, you never know. You never know. Let's get into our uh, game recap here as the Brewers fall 5-1 to one in this one. And by the way, almost 17,000 at American Family Field. It was cool to see fans in abundance at American Family Field. It's only going to get a little bit better. Do you guys plan on going here in the near future? Totally respect if, if you're not going to go because of safety and all that. I get it. It's your choice. But it's also your choice now to go. And again, as I, as I uh, alluded to last night, um, you know they don't, they, don't, uh, they don't give me any money to, to, to shill tickets uh, for the Brewers, but they should. Uh, because I highly recommend just uh, getting out in some open air and wait till a nice day and, and just buy some tickets and get in there, man. Because uh, it was really good to hear and see the fans, even though it was you know seventeen thousand. I think uh, capacity of fifty percent is probably somewhere around twenty. Pretty damn cool. And just to hear that sort of thing going when JBJ made the uh, uh, home run saving catch. That was awesome to hear. We haven't heard that. Think about that. We haven't heard that in how long. That sort of uh, noise generated from a large gathering at a Brewers game. It's pretty damn cool. I'm getting out of this thing for sure. Uh, first inning, uh, let's see here. Trouble for Brett Anderson. Yep, after a ground out. Nice play by Shaw right there. Things got sideways. A walk, a base hit. A run-scoring double, one zip, sack fly, two zip, another walk, and then a ground out. Blink of an eye, two hits, two walks, two runs in the top of the first inning, and you're like, man, with this offense, you you can't fall much further behind. Uh, Colton Wong leads off the bottom half, goes up 3-0, takes the strike, and then pops up the 3-1 fastball. Narvaez works a walk. Avi Garcia, then a ground ball, fielder's choice. He reaches um, to first base to bring up Vogel back, works it full, hits a rocket just foul. That's a big play right there. Then takes a fastball, caught looking. Uh, sort of a bad call right there on the Vogel back at bat, and I think that's what got the ire up uh, right out of the shoot here with the, with the Brewers' offense with home, the home plate umpire. Braves back at it in the second inning. After two quick outs, ground ball strikeout on four pitches, base hit, and a two-run home run by Freeman in the pan of the, uh, span of the next three pitches. So four pitches, two outs, three pitches, two runs, then, then a walk, four hits, three walks uh, through the inning and two-thirds, and four runs for Brett Anderson. Gets that fly out to end the frame. Mm-hmm. Four zip after an inning and a half of baseball tonight. 
Brewers offense, one, two, three in the bottom of the second inning, including another strikeout to JBJ, 42nd on the season in 122 at-bats to that point. Four zip into the third inning. Anderson, two out trouble again in the third. First pitch fly out, then a full count strikeout. Doesn't get a call on a 1-2 pitch. Uh, got him to swing and miss to get to that full count. Then an infield single, a rocket double, and he strikes out the pitcher to get out of it. Pitcher's got two at-bats through the first three innings. Six hits allowed by Brett Anderson, three walks, and four runs through those first three innings. A two-out walk for Colton Wong in the bottom of the third inning. Brewers uh, goose egg down four zip into the fourth inning. Brett Anderson, more trouble in that fourth inning uh, with one out infield single off his backside. Then a fielder's choice as they cut the runner at second base. Just couldn't get that double play. Then a double second third with those two outs and council's just seen enough right there. Three and two thirds game on the line. There are two outs in that fourth inning. And uh, runners in scoring position, he's got to lift him. Three and two-thirds, eight hits, three doubles and a home run to go along with three walks, three strikeouts, four runs. Gives way to Drew Rasmussen, gets the uh, strikeout to end the frame to keep it at four zip. Brewers in order again in that fourth inning. Rasmussen strikes out the side in the fifth inning, wrapped around a walk. Four strikeouts in his inning and a third of work tonight. Nice performance from the Brewers' right-hander. Uh, leadoff man on in the fifth inning. Tyrone Taylor drew a walk. JBJ comes up, goes up in the count, 2-0, takes the fastball for a strike. I, I mean, I that probably, I, I would say, if I'm asking the question what or who frustrates you the most, through the 40 games this year, there's the guy right there for me. I know he starts out slow. It's well documented. Man, it's just, it's just so – I'm sure it's frustrating for him too, guys. But I am just at my wit's end with JBJ. I just am. Um, he ends up rolling over to the right side on a full count. Taylor moves to second in that fifth inning. Urias jumps on a fastball, flies out to deep left, another ball – just won't carry for this team. And uh, Billy McKinney to pinch hit in that pitcher spot. He rolls over on one also and still no hits for the crew as they trailed um, into the sixth inning, four to nothing. Boxberger, the new uh, right-hander on for the crew and goes one, two, three. Nicely done for Box. Omar Narvaez draws a one-out walk in the sixth inning. Avi Garcia hits into a double play. Great play by Austin Riley. Just, you know, when it rains, it pours. You know, you can't find green with the bat, and when you do scorch a ball, it's it's a great play on the other end. I mean, when when it's a bad roll, it's it's not just one facet of the game. It's it's probably many, and in this case is. Brewers no hit through six innings into the seventh inning. Perdomo on for the uh, top of that seventh inning. One, two, three with the aid of this catch from JBJ. High drive into center field. JBJ at the wall. And he makes the catch. Oh, what a play. Jackie Bradley Jr. 
takes a home run away from Ozzie Albies. It's like he jumped up against the wall and just hung there for a while, didn't it? And able to make the catch. Oh, what a play by JBJ. He had it measured the whole way. He perfectly timed his leap and took away a home run. Beautiful nice. play. That is, that is super nice. JBJ flashing some leather right there. As maybe the Brewers get a little momentum. Did you notice the crowd noise in the back there? That is super cool. It's just, I, I, I don't, I, I can't, it's hard for me to explain how pleased I am to get that sort of bulk crowd back in there, guys. The, think about where we've been here. Not only just in, in, uh, in terms of our lives, but just in, in terms of baseball. We'll keep it to baseball. But think about where we've been in baseball. That is just, man, that's cool. All right, so you take uh, some momentum into the bottom of the seventh inning. No hitter disappears with the leadoff man. Vogel back, center field, little flare, falling fast, and it's down. No hitter is over. That's probably going to seal the end of the night for Anderson. You'd think that's going to be it for him. There you go. He fouled off a ball that bounced in front of home plate and delivered a base hit. Pablo Reyes then in for Travis Shaw, who was ejected. Uh, he then uh, laces a double off the wall to put runners at second and third. Nobody out. And keep in mind, it's still just four zip here. You know, one swing of the bat, you're back into this thing. Braves bring in uh, Minter, the left-hander, to face Tyrone Taylor. Mm, strikes out for the first out. Kind of a bad call in that sequence as well. That's one out and uh, three for 43 to this point on the homestand with runners in scoring position. Brings up JBJ. He's up 3-0 in the count. Takes a strike and then takes ball four to load him up for Luis Urias. All right, so nice at bat there from JBJ. Got the tying run to the dish. Um, Luis takes a high strike, swings and misses for strike two. And look at this. The ball's in play and they get a run. And a fly ball left field. Ozuna, a long way to go. He will run it down. That's going to bring one in. Scoring his Vogel back. Brewers are finally on the board on a sacrifice fly. I tell you, take that any day. And I know two calendar bases loaded. Good point. Arias able to you know hit it far enough to score a run. And Brewers able to make contact with the bases loaded. Yeah, that you know, O two, and that's a great that is a great point by uh Bill Schroeder there, BA and, and Rock on Bally Sports Wisconsin on the highlights, but O two, he did get the ball in play. Brewer's still looking for the big hit, man. Lorenzo Kane in to pinch hit, representing the tying run. And as I said, when it rains it pours, guys. Um a one one count. Uh, then a double steal. He took took the strike there, so it's uh, it goes to one two. Come on, baby, looking for that big hit. Takes a ball to go two two, and he drives one into the gap, and Heredia runs it down. I mean, I mean you're just shaking your head, guys. I'm with you. I'm I'm right with you. Uh, on the home stand now, three for 44 with runners in scoring position spanning five games. Three against St. Louis, two here against Atlanta. To the eighth, Hobie Milt 
Uh, Hobie Milner into pitch in the eighth inning. Who's Hobie Milner? Pitch for the Rays, Angels, Phillies, kind of a, a veteran left-hander that's just floating around a little bit. Needs some uh, innings out of him. Major League ready. Uh, well, yeah, uh, that dude, that dude's brother hits a home run. I don't even want to mention his name. You guys know who he is. That makes it 5-1. to one. They give that run right back. Uh, and then gets out of it. Nothing after that. Three up, three down for the crew in the eighth. Milner back on to pitch the ninth. Allows a couple of base runners, but no runs. And in the bottom half of the ninth inning, Pablo Reyes comes up with his second hit, the third overall for the crew. But there's your final 5-1. Let's get some reaction here. It's okay to name names. All right, let's set the ground rules here. Sam, it's all, it's all right to name names, isn't it? Who, who or what frustrates you the most thus far this year? We're at the quarter turn. They're 20 and 20 back to 500. Isn't it okay to, to, to name names? Yeah, I mean, certainly even some of the guys who have gotten off to a good start are you know, starting to become some of the problem too. But it's also for me, I mean, the big thing is just the team philosophy. It's you know, when, whenever they step to the batter's box too. So there, there's, always, there's also that for me. Okay, it doesn't mean you don't love them. It, it, and as I've said for 16 years of doing this show, anybody in a Brewers uniform, man, I'm all in on. I just am. That doesn't mean I can't be frustrated with them. It's all right because that's how fans react. And I don't believe that players, manager, coaches, ownership, front office, I don't think they should be offended by this. Not at all. We get frustrated. That's what we're all about. We're fans. All right, let's uh, fire things up with Drew. Drew, who? Or what frustrates you the most here? Uh, well, first, it's hard to believe that we're 500 right now. Um, second, I, I mean, I got to say, JBJ, man. I mean, especially because I've been backing him all year. But what, after the night with runners in scoring position, he's like four for 31. I called him Jonathan Scope the other night. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. And then, <laughs> and then and you know, and then, you know, he flexes a little bit, shows off his gold glove, you know makes that amazing catch and then you know there is just there is some positives that come out of tonight you know that uh double play that started with uh Pablo Reyes top of the eighth um I just feel like you know that offense isn't always going to come from especially this year you know just solely on homers because at the bottom of the seventh you know we got that sack fly for Urias Vogelback tag scores um Kane this is the pinch hitter I mean you couldn't that's what you would ask for Mm-hmm. And then you get that double steal by JBJ and Urias. And then right away, top of the Contreras hits that home run. I mean, it's just it – just, but I got to say, because uh, tonight I was listening to Euchre, and right before I was about to start throwing garbage cans and burn my house down, he, you know, quote Euchre, he's like, it's the 15th of May. It's not panic time by any means. And I just had to, you know, settle down a second. Yep. I'm like, okay. Yep. We're going to be all right, and, you know, I trust Mr. Baseball more than anything. So, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's JBJ. Just because I've been, I've been on his side backing him all year, but I think you made a, a great point um, earlier tonight with, uh, you know, JBJ and Lorenzo Cain. They shouldn't necessarily be everyday guys. So Yeah, and, and we got to put them back in their roles. All right, uh, Drew, hang in there. Uke's right. It is not panic time. It's May 15th, and, and you know, glass half full or half empty? Where are you gonna? Which which side are you gonna look at? I'm gonna look at half full. This offense is so bad that I'm shocked that it's twenty and twenty mark. 
It's it's almost and you're right, Drew. It's 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 somewhat surprising that they're twenty and twenty. That just yeah. Again, it's it sucks that you know they were seven games over five hundred a couple of weeks ago, and it's just in a matter of you know they gave that back almost immediately. You you recall the six game losing streak? Got on a little run, take two or three against Miami, but again. When they get hot with this pitching, when they get hot offensively, because they will, <laughs> I mean, I'm still sticking with it. I am. But uh, I wonder how long, Sam, it's going to take before someone uh, at the top of their list, who or what, frustrates you the most. I wonder how long it's going to take before Andy Haynes comes into play here. Yeah, and, I mean, let's be honest, too. I don't want to fire the hitting coach because I don't want to put the guys under even more stress as, as much as they already are, but... I mean, let's be honest, we've given Haynes, I think, a little bit of a great cushion already, but his past uh, tenure with the Chicago Cubs wasn't necessarily great either. So it's not like like he's Craig Council of the hitting coaches where, yeah, he can have his down moments and all that, but it's not like he's one of the best hitting coaches and all that. So we got to be honest. Yeah, 414-799-1250. Let's go to Chuck. You are next on the fan. Hey, Chuck. Who is the... Who's the top? Uh, let's see. Who's the most one of the most consistent hitters last year in a team? Top three. Uh, Jed Jerko would come to mind a little bit. How about? And he was injured a lot, but he was a consistent hitter. How about Ryan Braun? <laughs> How about him? What about him? How much would it cost to bring him back? And I'm if he wants too. to come back. Well. He was the most consistent. Right now, I would say he's the fourth best hitter on this team. Might be the best hitter healthy, on this team healthy, right now. When he tells you, you can't. When he tells you, he can hit home runs, he can hit doubles, he can hit triples, singles, you name it. When he's healthy. Yep. No, he I agree with you. And, team when he's healthy. Yes, I I agree with you. So lack of Ryan Braun is the most frustrating part of this for you. Yeah, because somebody got a hit on the team. <laughs> Look like he got a bunch you. of triple triple play triple. Um, Triple eight players on a team. That's what he got. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. All right. Chuck, duly noted. I appreciate it. I appreciate the call. I still think there's a chance Ryan Braun comes back. I do. And I don't know how soon it's going to be, but they need to stay in this thing for that to happen. I doubt he's going to come back to a team that fritters away a season. And just to do it, because that seems to me like it would be all ego driven. But if they're in it, he can disguise that as as I want to help this team hit the promised land here. I won't rule it out. Who knows? Uh, the the Albert Pujols signing by the Dodgers. Um, I wonder how Ryan Braun's feeling about that. Maybe it was in the back of his mind to go to L.A. and play for the Dodgers. A hometown team for him. Don't know. Who or what frustrates you the most thus far through the first 25% of this season? They're 20 and 20. And just offense, I get it. We, we all get that. That's been well documented for sure. 414-799-1250. You want to squeeze one more in here, Sam? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get, let's get Mike in here before the break. Mike, you're on the fan. What's up? Hey, Tim. So, yeah, 
I, I don't know what way to take this that it's surprising that they're 500 because to me it, it is surprising that they're 500 because I'm shocked they're not worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was hitting cleanup tonight? Uh, it was tonight for the Brewers. It was Vogelbach, yeah. Okay, Daniel Vogelbach is hitting cleanup. I, I hear you. you. Got one, you got one guy in the IL, David. I mean, and I'm not trying to rip. You know, Stearns has done a nice job with this organization, but Brewers fans need a little bit of acceptance here. What Stearns has done the last two years, from an offensive standpoint, has failed miserably. It's time for this organization to rebuild the offense. And I know people don't want to hear it. And I know people hate to hear the word rebuild, but this is not a good baseball team. I didn't think it was going into the year, and I certainly don't think it is now. The pitching has been great. It's been a blast to watch uh, Peralta and, and, and Burns and Woodruff and Hauser, but this offense is miserable. Christian Yelich is not saving this offense. In well, Texas, I, I will say this, Mike, and I'll keep, I'll keep you here to, to, to respond yeah. to this. I think what Stearns and and Matt Arnold have been doing here is uh, uh, derived from no one outside of Keston Hira homegrown to help this thing out. Like drop, like locked in prospects that are just blossoming and right before our eyes. It's only been Keston Hira. You're right, Tim, and that's exactly the problem. And that's why the Brewers need to get serious. If they're going to compete with these young pitchers before they hit free agency, they got to start doing it now. That means, and again, Brewers fans won't want to hear this, that means trading Josh Hader for hitting prospects. It means moving if you can move Kane. If you, I mean, I don't know what you're going to get. JBJ, they're paying $13 million to be a platoon defensive specialist. Is, is that I really was puzzled team? about that myself, yes. So, you know, so, yeah, you're right, me too. So, I mean, you got to talk about moving Hader. you got to talk about moving Kane. But couldn't you, couldn't you, Mike, look at it this way? Couldn't you look at it this way that Stearns, because of the absence and void of high-end yeah. position prospects where they're not ready yet, he's he's piecemealing this thing together. I've I've clearly stated, look at the position player group. Sure. Almost every single one in the starting lineup are from outside of this organization. No, you're right. I mean, I agree with you, Tim. It's not, you know, it's 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 just a matter of perspective, right? I mean, I right. I know that they have to do this, but what I'm saying is they have to stop doing this because it's just it's not. We've seen it the last two years. It's not a solution, and, and if they keep going this route, they're going to waste these young pitchers. It's way yep. too early to say that they're going. I mean, that's the good news. Like they got the pitching part of it figured out. It's great, but right now you got to move what you can to start restocking the position group because I mean this. These guys are not going to cut it. Daniel Vogelbach eating cleanups, it's just not going to cut it. Justin Smoke, Logan Morrison, yeah, Brock Holt, right. Eric yep. Sogards, Jed Jerkos, I could go on and on and on. No question. And I think Stearns, you know, in his early in his tenure with the Brewers, he really got fortunate with some of those guys. And they made some playoff runs with some of these under-the-radar guys and, you know, you know, not kind of, I don't want to say non-prospects, but guys that, that were not that coveted by other organizations and it worked out, but... It's just not working anymore. I don't think you can get any more mileage out of this way of doing things. So I'm very I good. You bite the bullet. You take a bunch of losses, and you look at next year, the year after. Well, you got this pitch, but that's just my opinion. I mean, obviously, okay. people are going to disagree. I got you, Mike. Great call. Great, great call. Because it takes a look at the other perspective here. See, I look at it as bridging the gap until the Bryce Terangs and Garrett Mitchells and. Hedbert Perez and, and, you know, 
some of these guys do have a lot of promise looking to the future. So in the meantime, while you wait for them, because the void is there with position player groups, and it has been. Whereas they flip the script here, pitching, homegrown pitching has been a strength. So now you got to bridge the gap with some of these guys. And, you know, while bridging the gap, you've, you've achieved three consecutive playoff appearances. So it is a perspective on this. It certainly is. And it's a great debate. It, it is. What or who frustrates you the most with a 20-20 and 20 mark, 40 games in, 25% of the season. They fall tonight 5-1. Don't go anywhere. A lot to get to. Craig Council on the way and more on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. It's okay to name names. That's what we do. Doesn't mean we don't like them. Doesn't mean we, we don't wish them the best. It just means we're fans. We'll be back. 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, Brewers fall tonight 5-1 the final as uh, Brett Anderson had a uh, rough outing, three and two-thirds and four runs allowed. But uh, we're going to hear from uh, Brett Anderson in just a little while. I will say the low strike, uh, we should know better by now through a quarter of the season. It's not going to get away. I noticed it last year. Um, I don't know if it's in an effort to, to produce a little more offense and mandated from the top of – Major League Baseball or not, but low strikes, just not getting them consistently, uh, consistently, and it doesn't it doesn't bode well for sinker ballers. An Adrian Hauser, uh, uh, Brett Anderson. We're going to hear from Brett uh, coming up in a little bit. Play of the game, seventh inning. I'll oh, flash some Gold Glove. Here's JBJ. High drive at the center field. JBJ at the wall. a home run away from Ozzy Albies. It's like he jumped up against the wall and just hung there for a while, didn't it? And able to make the catch. Oh, what a play by JBJ. He had it measured the whole way. He perfectly timed his leap and took a little home run. Beautiful play. Yeah, it was nice, as heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Get back to you guys, 414-799-1250, uh, as uh, what or who frustrates you the most. And, again, I, you know, you can name a player. It's all right. They know, they know they're scuffling and struggling and going through a funk, and it, uh, it is frustrating for me. I will say uh, one of the most is for me is JBJ. It's the strikeouts and just rollover machine, rollover and strikeouts. is consistently rollover, right side of the diamond or strikeout. But he does flash the defense there. But uh, last I heard, you need to actually score runs to win baseball games. Just saying. Brewer Mike, what's on your mind? What's happening? Tim, this is getting very painful. Um, I was at the game tonight, and 
I was with my buddy, and I said, you know, I can't believe we might be seeing history. And my buddy's like, what? I said, a no-hitter. I mean, that's how, how interested he was in the game. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Haynes has to go. All right, he has to go now. I know you guys are saying he doesn't. He has to go. Guys, give me a couple of bucks. I'll go off to Minnesota. I'll get Molitor. He'll come back with me. We need we need someone that's going to teach fundamentals. Tim, there's no bunting in this game. There's nothing. There, there's nothing. There's no ABCs going on. Is it Council's fault? I'm not blaming Craig yet, okay? But Craig is a little part of it, okay? He, he's, he's my guy right now. I'm kind of blaming it on, all right? The pitching, yeah, the pitching is there. But, Craig, I know you listen to Tim. I know you, you know who I am. God darn. Lay down some fundamentals on these guys. Practice a bunt. Get a guy over. I mean, you got a guy on second base, Tim. Nobody out. You can't advance in the third and then on a pop fly and score him. It's ridiculous, Tim. All right, so you're saying just the 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 uh, Andy Haynes. So this is this. It took us uh, 40 minutes now to get to uh, Andy Haynes. Well, Andy I get Haynes you. And Craig Council. And I, I'm blaming them both. Okay. Because Craig Craig knows the fundamentals. Craig could lay down a bunch, and he should be teaching them. You know, if if Haynes ain't you know ain't doing it, then then get rid of him. I mean, hell, thank. We need somebody, man. I mean, you know who another good guy is? And we were talking in the stands, a couple guys. How about Jeff Cirillo? Jeff Cirillo was a 300 hitter, all right? He knew how to get on base. And his stuff with Ryan Braun, hey, I love Ryan Braun. You love Ryan Braun. We all love Ryan Braun. It's a pipe dream, guys. He ain't coming back. He would have been back by now. He ain't coming back. All right, gotcha, Brewer Mike. Always a a pleasure. Uh, 414-799-1250. How about this? How about, how about this 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 little one for you? I mentioned uh, Christian Yelich uh, has a uh, a friend to fly back to uh, Milwaukee with. His name is Keston Hira. How about a third one joins that? A one D Gordon. Could you see that happening? Yes, please. So I, again, I'm not saying that uh, David Stearns uh, in the front office is all about uh, lightning strike sort of moves because they're sort of not. Outside of January of 2018, where he got the Yelich deal done, got Lorenzo Kane, and there was some offseason. Great moves. Don't get me wrong. The, the, um, Yasmani Grandal and, and Moustakas, we get all that. But it's just in terms of maybe a reactionary move, he's never been one to do something like that. Maybe a time or two at the deadline. You guys get that. But I just wonder if if that might be some reinforcements that would play well in the clubhouse, that would play well for the comfort zone or feel or chemistry. If you bring all three of them up, roster moves the same day. And Tyrone Taylor gets optioned. Pablo Reyes down. Um, Hobie Milner down. And those three enter. I don't know, it's just just something to think about. The Brewers offense has scored 19 total runs in their last 9 games. Now that that math is bad enough. This frust, frustrates me uh as well when when I when I have to throw some of these numbers out like this. 
So this is toward the top of my list. Crappy numbers offensively. <laughs> That's frustrating. So I'll give them to you because I'm all about pain. 19 runs in their last nine games. 10 of those 19 runs were scored in two of those games. So now let's do Let's re-rack, recalibrate, and say seven of their last nine games, they've scored nine runs. Now, nine, uh, nine games, 19 runs, that's bad enough. But seven of those nine, you only get, wow, nine runs. That's a little over a run a game. I'm pretty bad at math on the air, but it's a little over a run a game. It's a little over two a game throughout. You're just not going to win baseball games. You're going to go three and ten. Every 13 games you score like that. I don't care how good your pitching is. You've got to find some way to generate offense. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care how you get to it. But you're going to lose at this clip if you don't start scoring runs. I love the pitching. I love the run prevention defense. I like all that. But if you don't score more runs, you're going to lose 10 or 13 again. And it could start today or tomorrow. Next game. Uh, let's uh, squeeze in Brian here. Brian, you're on the fan. What or who frustrates you the most? Well, let's get one thing straight. Harvey's wall bangers, they're not. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <for sure>. true, yes. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I feel bad for this pitching staff because if, I mean, if they're not pitching basically shutout ball, this team's in a world of hurt. Um, I guess the big thing that frustrates me, especially after watching um, the, them compared to the Cardinals in the Cardinals series, is uh, that consistent inability to even not only get a runner in to score, but a runner from second base just over to third base. I mean, there were numerous times in that Cardinals series that they had a runner on second, no outs, yep. and that runner was still standing on second base when the inning ended. I mean, they just... One of the, the plays particular is, and I, I think it might have been Woodruff batting. It was a pitcher, a uh, man on first base, and they did the one thing that they really never do, which is bunt. And what happens? They bunt it up in the air and hung the runner in first out to dry. And, it, and that was that. Manny Pena. Manny Pena was no. the runner at, at first. And shame on you, oh, Manny. The ball goes up, you go back to first. The ball goes down, you go to second. That's pretty fundamental. Yep, I mean it's. I mean, one thing's really clear is the fundamentals on this team are far worse than what the Cardinals are. As, as much as we hate the Cardinals, they play very fundamentally sound baseball. I mean, I, I'm sorry, you they looked do. at that. They look series. good. Oh, just fundamentally sound. I, you know, they're not light years better than Milwaukee. They just play more fundamentally sound baseball than Milwaukee. All right. All right, Brian. Thanks for the call, man. Call call anytime. 414-799-1250. Yeah, well, okay. So I that was a surprise to me, that uh, frustration with fundamentals. I didn't expect to hear that. Sam, it's it's like uh, we, we expect to get certain answers, but that one, a uh, little bit out of left field for me. No, there's really no wrong answer to all this. That's the frustrating part is there's not one thing that you can – you can blame, but man, I'm I'm right there with him because uh, I was getting in an argument a couple of days ago on Twitter that you know I was like I don't know who needs to hear this, but small ball is not just bunting, and all of a sudden I'm getting reactions saying, well, the Brewers don't have enough speed and all that to even do the other stuff in small ball, whether it be base stealing and stuff like that. Sure, you do. Avi Garcia, Colton Wong, 
Lorenzo Kane, all these Tyrone Taylor, even all these There's guys speed. can swipe yeah. a bag. So yep. it's just, you know, I, I the team that stands out to me so far that we played this year is the Miami Marlins. When we played them, man, I was impressed the way they came out. First inning, I mean, it helps when you got a guy like Jazz Chisholm to swipe a bag here and there, but they're putting pressure on you right from the start of the game. Yep. And that's something yep. that this Brewers offense just can't do and won't do. So I uh, I, I did discover today uh, Craig Council made some comments to Euchre prior to the game about, you know, the, 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 the game and, and how, you know, the kids are taught these days. So I and I made mention it's weird. I made mention of this last night. What is it? You know, how, how because I'm out of that world now. My son has, has has cleared through, you know, the whole youth baseball thing and and little league and high school and travel ball and and college baseball and he he got to a certain level. My son did a uh, division 1 baseball player. Got got everything all good. It's all it's all fine. But Euchre and Council were talking about the the art of hitting and and how it's taught in the younger uh, you know aspects of baseball. And it's fun. what's funny is uh, when uh, my son was growing up, I said, "Hey, put the bat on the ball, no matter where I throw this to you. It could be at the top of your helmet. It doesn't matter. We're not. This is just an exercise. Bat to ball skills. Bat to ball skills." That's lacking in Major League Baseball. It is simply lacking in the game today. Now, the pitchers are better. I get it. That's, I don't know if that's an excuse for, for everything. That's, oh, the pitchers are better. Well, then you need to be better. I used to throw to my kid, which is an interesting thought in itself. <laughs> no matter where I throw this ball, at your ankles or the top of your helmet. I want you to put the bat on the ball. Swing. We're doing swing sessions. Just swing. Swing, swing, swing. Swing every play. You're going to – we'll work on honing the skills later. It's funny that Craig Council had the same answer talking to Bob Euchre today. You can hone it from there, but bat-to-ball skills need to be prevalent in the game today or it's not going to succeed moving forward. I don't know what they're doing with the baseballs, and I mean that on both sides. I mean that on the deadening of the ball. I also mean that on the mound. Are we monitoring who's putting what on a baseball these days? Because they said they were going to. There's some factual information about a high-end pitcher in the game today that the league has text messages of him asking someone for some stuff to put on a baseball, and the league did nothing about it. You're seeing these guys go to a certain portion of their uniform, their hat, their body, and the league is doing nothing about this. So there's a lot of aspects of this lack of offense in baseball. It's not just in Milwaukee. It, it, it isn't. It's around the league. It's just more frustrating for us because we're Brewers fans, and they're hitting 213 as a team and 298 on-base percentage, and three for 44 in the last five games with runners in scoring position. That is frustrating, all of it. 799-1250, we'll get to Craig Council in just a second here, and we'll get to some uh, social media responses, I'm, I'm sure. And by the way, someone mentioned the bunning. Um, 
I don't think the situation came up tonight to even bunt. Sam, did you notice that? I, I wouldn't have bunted tonight. No, unfortunately, you need uh, runners on base to do that part. <laughs> you actually have to get on base to, to perform some small ball, for sure. All right, we'll be right back. We'll get to uh, Craig Council and Brett Anderson coming up, and we'll get to your reaction if you uh, feel the need. At 799-1250, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Craig, what did you make of uh, Anderson at the start of the game? He just asked him it was a lot more balls in the air than we're used to seeing when he's on the mound. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought it was just, kind of when he was down, it was below the zone and, and, and then the, the strikes were just kind of up in the zone. Um, some close pitches that they laid off the right pitches and, and kind of swung at the right pitches. Um, so, you know, they made it, they made it really tough on him. Craig, there Anderson must have stayed down in the zone only because you look at the innings and it's just ground ball outs, ground ball outs, you know, not hardly anything to the outfield against him until the seventh inning. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't get many good swings for sure. Um, you know, his fastballs, it's the, the one down feels like it's going to be below the zone. The one up's got, you know, it's got good spin still. He's really straight over the top and, and then he's, throwing a really really good changeup. So, you know, we didn't we didn't look comfortable tonight. Um and, and he did a nice job um, you know, until we got until we got something going in the seventh there. Craig, what what do you think of Lowe's ball off the bat? Um uh, Brett Anderson thought maybe it had enough to go out off the bat. Yeah. I mean, I thought he hit it good. Um, I thought the great guy made a great play. I mean, the guy was the guy, you know, got a great jump full, full, you know, full speed outstretched, you know, give him credit. He made a great play. Well, Lowe in particular has probably seen enough of that, huh, Craig? He, he's had a lot of balls hard lately, but not much to show for us. Yeah, well, he had, he had good at bats last night with not much to show, and and you know he did what he's did what he's supposed to do and what we need him to do and what we what we all you can do. Um, and, and you hit a ball hard to the gap. Um, and it's uh, you know it's it's what we're going through a little bit right now. We're you know we're in a team wide funk. We uh, offensively, it's it's the road trip and the homestand um, runs have been sparse because it's it's you know it's it's everyone really there's there's you know low swung it all right with some hard contact obviously swung it okay um but it's we don't have anybody on it kind of driving the bus so to speak and and so we're we're at, we're struggling to score runs because right, go ahead tom go ahead 
I was just going to ask Craig, because of that, Craig, there's a four nothing um, deficit after two innings. Does it just seem, you know, way more than four runs should seem when a team's scuffling as a whole? I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't create many opportunities, but I think you got seven shots still. I think you got You feel like you got a chance to score four. We, I, I feel like we do. So I, I didn't, I didn't feel like the game was over after two innings. I thought, you know, we went, we, we went to, we went to drafts in the fourth because I thought we couldn't let them score any more runs, but I think that's, that's how we feel on most nights. Uh, when, you know, so, um, we got the we had the tying run to the plates, um, and and we had we had you know a chance to tack on some runs that inning, and and you know again it, you get down to that point though, and you get a rally going, and you you have to have a bunch of good at bats in a row, and um, we we had some good at bats, but they're interrupted by you know a, you know Tyrone's out right there was a big out that they got. Um, you know, they got a strike out there. That was, was a big spot. Um, and when you're down that many, you, you got to be perfect at that point. I was going to ask about Drew Craig. Brett said he was starting to feel some fatigue there. Um, but, but the innings that Drew has given you lately, do you see confidence building with him, just how he's throwing the ball? Yeah, no question. I mean, I like the first I, – I think you saw it, the first hitter he faced in Swanson. Um executed every single pitch to get us out of that jam. Um, um, the first couple of hitters of that next inning really on top of it. So Drew's pitching very well. Um, we got him in a, he's, he's got himself into a really good spot. Um, he's serving a nice role for us. Um, so we got it. We got to keep him there. Um, he's, he's pitching some valuable innings right now and um, in multiple inning roles generally and, and doing a lot of good for us and bridging some games and, and getting us to a, to a good place. Craig, Craig, I know it didn't change the outcome of the game, but that catch that Jackie Bradley Jr. made, uh, we've seen Lowe make so many of those and, yeah, you said all along we got you got two gold glove center fielders. Well, there was the proof right there, huh? Yeah, that was a heck of a play. Um, you know, we, that was an incredible play, and then keeps the run off the board. We, we played good defense again. Pablo Pablo Reyes made a really nice play to 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 get us out of an inning. So, you know, I, I feel like we're still continuing to play good defense. Um, you know, but that was it was a beautiful catch by Jackie. It was almost almost the most nonchalant home run Rob that you've seen. He just, it almost felt nonchalant to him. There he is. Craig council after the uh, Brewers five, one loss tonight. And and he's right on the JBJ. Um, Just, eh, you wouldn't have known it, but he just robbed a a batter of a home run. And that's that just on we go. Okay. Playing baseball. Uh, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. After this one, uh, you hear Craig Council talk about the frustration in, in the hitting, and, and rightly so. They're just not – I think he fell just short of saying, you know, you, you get runners on and you get in that situation, um, you need good at bats. I, I, I would replace the term good at bats with hits. <laughs> You're going to need some hits. A good at bats are okay. I get what you're saying. Over the course of a, a, a long season, you, you know you have a good AB, 
And sometimes it doesn't equate to a hit, but at some point it has to. You're going to have to get some hits. You're going to have to have a better batting average. And here's where, here's where the rub is, guys. It, it just is. And I, and I don't want to go back to the uh, Mesozoic era here and, and, and talk about a, a fossilized theory here. But we've, we've th- thought so little about a batting average the last 15 or 20 years. Maybe we ought to start refocusing on a batting average again. I know it sounds crazy. Does that sound crazy, Sam? That I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all. I'm, I, I do like OBP. I, I like that a lot because you're, you're avoiding outs. You're getting on base means you're avoiding outs. But shouldn't we start leaning a little bit back toward, oh, I don't know, getting hits? Okay, I'm really glad you brought this up because I've been talking about this with friends and family over the weekend and all that who love baseball. It's like, okay, Tim, put yourself in the spot of an, you know, a general manager who's just starting at an organization and all that. Let's say you look at your roster and you're like, okay, if we're going to be honest, guys, we don't have the home run hitters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, And all these teams, they're doing the same thing, launch angle, stuff like that, home run or nothing baseball. So what, which, what we should do, why don't we do this? Let's just be that team that we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the stations going. We're gonna get singles, doubles, and all that. Hey, we're not gonna sell tickets with home runs, but you know, RBI singles and doubles are just as cool in our books and all that. Let's be that team that kind of becomes the catalyst now in baseball to get back to small balls. Doesn't that make Boy. sense? Like, why don't yeah. why don't teams do that more often right now? How, how pioneering that would be, you crazy mad scientist! I mean, are you kidding me? You you want people to hit the ball around the yard a little bit and just keep the line moving? Wow. That's that's kind of crazy talk, but now that we see this offensive drought around baseball, you may have to start, you know, uh, assembling a, a a group of players like that. You might have to. And but I, I, again, we can talk about all the solutions we want. It is a tough thing to do, and you just miss. And I think a lot of us fans we we don't understand that, you know, center cut fastball. And it's a it's a it's a high pop up to center field. You just missed a home run. You did, yeah. And and I don't think w- that's that good at bat. You know, it didn't result in a hit, but it is. It's so close. You were right. Your timing was on. Everything was good. You just missed it. Oh, you just missed it. So I, I understand that challenge. I, I certainly do. But when you're looking at, uh, you know, not getting a ball in play. Uh, sitting three one two zero, and you take the center cut fastball and don't do anything with it, or you just swing and miss it. I mean, that's that's when we have to say, well, it does come down to the individual. No matter what we say about hitting coaches, league wide offensive droughts, the better pitching on the other side, the higher velocity all around the league, bigger, stronger, faster. It does come down to the guy that's got the bat in his hand. It's personal accountability again. We got to stop making uh, making excuses for that. They they know. Jackie Bradley Jr. knows. I mean, these guys they these guys know it's on them in the box. They're not getting any help. It's it's all on them. So let's keep that in mind too. Um, it has to be from within and individually. There's certain things you can do throughout a game. Uh, game plan second time through. Guys are going to ambush. Let's go get them. Whatever. Uh, if you want to have a uh, some tactics like that certainly is, is fine, but when it comes time to getting a ball in play, that's on you. 
That is, that is on him. All right, so we asked uh, what was uh, or what is, uh, what or who is the most frustrating uh, thus far through 25% of the championship season. What do you have on Twitter, Sam? All right, Brewer fan, we got the first Andy Haynes reaction saying that, you know, he should be on the hot seat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt saying, where's the homegrown talent like we talked about before in the show? Draft and develop is non-existent. Uh, Drew in Milwaukee says capitalizing, obviously, with runners in scoring position. We also, we also have Frank who tweeted in. He said, ditch the analytics, just bunt runners over, steal bases, and get scrappy. It can't get any worse <laughs> right now. And then perhaps like my favorite right now, JJ tweeted in a couple minutes ago. He said, Tim, just off the top of your head, tell me who Stern's got in return for Jonathan VR, Jesus Aguilar, Trent Grisham, and Zach Davies because that's what bothers me. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I, I get it. And – uh you know, you just wonder, uh, Zeus just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. He was out of options and there was a roster crunch and that just wasn't going to, wasn't going to fly. And he was slumping a little bit, but yeah, I, I understand who did they get, uh, for Jake Faria? Was that, oh man, I got to look that know, one up. I forgot about who, Jake Faria. <laughs> they, they moved someone down to, down to Tampa. We'll look it up. We'll take a break. Yeah, we'll, 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 check, we'll, we'll check it out. All right, uh, Brett Anderson uh, had a rough one today, getting a, showing a little emotion there. And that is the uh, – I think that was because of uh, the strike zone here. The low ball pitcher wasn't getting low ball strikes, and we haven't seen consistently the umpiring call in the low ball uh, since well over a year ago. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's going to be better days, I promise you. They fall tonight, 5-1 the final. We'll be back next here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse, presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. You know, it's it's what we're going through a little bit right now. We're you know we're in a team wide funk. We offensively, it's it's the road trip and the homestand um, runs have been sparse because it's it's you know it's it's everyone really there's there's you know low swung it all right with some hard contact obviously swung it okay um but it's we don't have anybody on it kind of driving the bus so to speak and and so we're we're at, we're struggling to score runs three and ten mark in their last 13 games 19 total runs scored in their last nine games i mean you do the math on that 19 total runs in their last nine games. I mean, that is, uh, at, at, at some point, you have to say, okay, um, it's, it's all about scoring runs, right? Then forget about what batting averages and on-base percentage and, and the opponent and the pitcher and all that. You're going to have to find a way to score some runs here, whatever it takes. And, and I could see this. I mean, I, I – Definitely twofold and Yelich and Keston coming back on the same flight. But would it be out of the question that uh, D. Gordon comes along with him? I don't know. Maybe, maybe roll that dice a little bit in that trifecta. Would you, Sam, would you try that? 
Oh, absolutely. Look, I'm going to put it out there, though. I'm a little biased because for a time being, D. Gordon was uh, one of my favorite players in the league when he had 64 stolen bases in a year. But <laughs> right. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to it. I think it's going to be a little hard if you want to you know, have him become a starter right now because you got Colton Wong at second base and all that. So you may have to have him play a little outfield. But what what better of an option to have as a, you know, a pinch runner or you know, just somebody to bring in to put pressure on the other team to just swipe a bag or do something? You know, it, it's it's not. It wouldn't be a move of of uh, desperation. I think it would be sort of an uh, an offensive move, a little bit. Pardon the pun. I think it would be a, a more of a confident move. You know, again, we're we're two weeks away from you know the two third mark or the two month mark and one third of the season to where. I think it's a pretty fair assessment of what you've got going, and I think you can maneuver from there. So June 1st is, is coming up pretty quick here. And I do believe that uh, at that point, you have to sort of take a look at some options. It wouldn't Again, this isn't desperation to bring up Keston Hira and Christian Yelich. That's an offensive move. And and I think maybe a little bit of a dice roll on Keston, depending on how long you wanted him to to stay down there and and clear his mind and and get back on track. But you know, you add in uh, D Gordon. I mean, you've had Luke Maley on your team. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, Daniel Robertson and and Jace Peterson. None, nothing really against those guys at all. But it wouldn't be that out of the question to add. You know, a, a name like now D. Strange Gordon, but D. Gordon. Um, look at look at some of the starting pitching depth that this team. It, it's not desperation when at the uh, lower end of your starting rotation, and I'm talking about six, seven, eight, nine. When you get guys like Jordan Zimmerman or a Shelby Miller, Wade LeBlanc, Wade Miley, Drew Smiley, all of which that have spent time in this organization. Did did we think that that was desperation mode? No, that's depth mode. I don't I don't think Stearns works on desperation at all. I I don't believe that. I think there's a calculated plan uh, that that uh, that he has moving forward. So they signed D Gordon for a reason. I think you're going to see him. I do. If this certainly if this continues. You don't have a choice but to just say, hey, we signed him for a reason. He's going to get some time. Let's see see what happens. Uh, let's squeeze in a call before we get to uh, Brett Anderson here. 799-1250. Uh, Brian, you're next on the fan. What's up, Brian? Hey, Tim. I was at the game tonight, and, yeah, I, I guess I want to talk a bit about the offense. And, and you guys are right. I mean, the office is definitely struggling, and, and it's been a long stretch here, and, and obviously – we're all looking for answers, but I think I think one of the things I think we need to talk about is, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not a big Dan Vogelbach lover. Mm-hmm. Never really was when they got him. I mean, I know he's helped out uh, when Keston was sent down, uh, but I think Keston and, and Yelly, you, you, our two best hitters, aren't in the lineup. Uh, you're, you know, Avisil Garcia has, was was struggling early on in the season. He's come back, but I think I think what you need to do is I think you need to keep Pablo Reyes in the lineup. I think Pablo Reyes just should play some third base and stick Shaw over at first base, and that guy told that guy before us is a bad short, and and we just need to 
we just need to get through this 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 mess we're in right now. Not a bad idea, and you may see it. I mean, we talked about what Craig Council can do. Thanks, thanks for the call, Brian. Uh, move your the guys that are swinging the bat um, pretty well. Move the move those guys up. Don't put all this pressure on Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, on a good run, but you knew he's going to come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, wouldn't you know it? They move him down, and then he's in a pressurized situation. This is how baseball is. The stars just lined right, <laughs> lined right back up to him. Um, what do you think of this lineup when, when everyone's back and healthy, who cares about the lefty righty? I'm not even going to just go there, but just on a regular basis, or at least a window of time, give them, you know, the, the next seven of nine games with this lineup, Wong, Keston, Hira, and Yelich. Now I saw, uh, I know I said before, uh, don't put uh, Keston in in that uh, you know upper level. So you could put Kane there also. But what would you guys think of of this lineup here? And you too, Sam. Wong, Hira, Yelich, Garcia, Shaw, Kane, Narvaez, Urias, pitcher. Um, I like it for the most part. But I was even thinking about this before we even brought it up. Is when Hira comes back, would you? put Keston in the bottom third, would you put him like, you know, maybe seventh or eighth just to make sure there's really not a lot of pressure on him? Yeah. And you could, like I said, you could flip flop and put Kane back up there in, in that two hole and just, just flip flop them. Um, Kane in this configuration is six. So you can move Keston to six and Kane to two. And what this does is it lifts the pressure off of all of these guys to kind of feel that they they need to drive the bus, as Craig Council said. No one's driving the bus here. Everyone's trying to drive the bus, but that may be part of the problem. But that's why I say when reinforcements come, and, and people say, well, just getting Christian Yelich back in the lineup is not going to fix everything. Well, it's a little bit more than that. I, I, I do agree to some some part of that. But what it does, uh, if you put both of them back in the lineup, it it uh, to me it it lightens the pressure on all of these guys to be that guy because they're it's just more formidable. It just is. Now again, you're assuming that, or I'm assuming in this configuration that Keston Hira is still going to go back to being what Keston Hira does, and is, and he's a good hitter, and we cannot forget about that. Think that that he is lost in the shuffle here. He is a really good hitter. And so let's just wait that thing out. He will be a good hitter, and you guys at American Family Field are going to be fist-pumping and high-fiving when he laces a, a big two-run double or an opposite-field home run, three-run jack. You, you just wait. You will get that this year. 100% convinced of that. How often is the key. Not convinced of how often, but you're going to see it. All right, let's get to uh, Brett Anderson. Uh, one of the reporters uh, asked, you know, you're down four zip and, and, you know, second inning and you feel like, you know, the game's almost out of reach. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I sort of feel that way too. 
It is my favorite team. I do, um, you know, say that we're always in it and they can come back and win this and there's still five outs to work with or whatever. Um, but it does feel like it's a, um, it's a lost cause. You go down four or five runs. And uh, when you get a Brett Anderson fighting himself, I think that uh, the umpire had a little something to do with uh, some fatigue on, on Brett Anderson. He's just coming back after, mi- after uh, missing a few starts. But definitely frustrated. You could see that. Let's hear from the Brewers' left-hander. Yeah, it was weird. I, physically, you know, baseball's a humbling game. Physically, in the first, at least in the first couple innings, is the best I've felt in a long time. Uh, didn't really translate to stuff or success, but um, I felt really good. Um, made some decent pitches, like Chris Freeman hit out, was in off the plate. He just pulled his hands in, made a good swing on it. Same thing with Ozuna in the first. And then, um, yeah, just tried to battle as long as I could, but um, you know, got a little fatigued there as I went, which is good to build a pitch count. You like to do over the course of more innings than I did, but um, you know, hung some pitches there in the last couple innings. But uh, yeah, it was a weird one. I, um, like I said, feeling good and doesn't really translate to success and stuff all the time, but I was happy with the way my body felt and the way it was coming out of my hand is just, uh, you know, tip your cap. Sometimes I made some good swings on some good pitches and, uh, you know, unfortunately it, it uh, you know, it's first two innings cost us. Brett, we talked about how it had been a, a couple of years since you had faced the Braves. Did anything surprise you about their approach against you or, or I don't know, the game plan in general? No, not really. I mean, they're aggressive. Um, they knew for the most part, I was going to keep the ball down and they, uh, you know, like I said, I tried to mix it up, pitch a little inside, but, um, you know, the, the top and middle of their order are tough and, uh, you know, just wasn't able to make enough, you know, really quality pitches to get them out. But, um, like I said, I was happy with the way my body felt and, uh, you know, just chalk this up to the game of baseball. It's how it works. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you feel like crap and you pitch well, and sometimes you feel really good and you, and so, uh, you know, it's just the way it happens sometimes. Brad, how surprised are you um, at how much difficulty this team is having scoring runs? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, the other teams, seem whenever they seem to barrel the ball up, it goes over the fence, and ours seems to die at the warning track. I don't know if we have some bad wood or what, but, uh, you know, low – I thought low hit his really well. I mean, obviously the guy made a tremendous play uh, running that ball down in the gap, but uh, you know, it's, uh, that's all you can ask for is to you know barrel it up and uh, you know, hopefully good things will happen here for shortly. Do you, do you sense a lot of frustrations on the club? I know you probably just hang, you know, on the pitching side a lot and, and maybe you don't you know, see what's going on with the hitters, but you just sense that because of what you said, there's been so many balls that have just fallen short. Yeah, I mean, not to speak for them, but I'm sure it's it's frustrating when, it, like I said, whenever you barrel a ball or you put together a quality at bat and you, you don't get reward for it, I'm sure it's it's frustrating. And uh, you know, it's not for lack of effort. Obviously, they're going out there trying their best, but um, yeah, I mean, all you can ask for is quality plate appearances, go out there battle, and if you you know, hopefully barrel ball. It just you know seems like it's come up a little short here recently, but uh, you know, talented group. Like I said, hopefully get full strength here shortly, and, uh, you know, I see good things happening. Well, and that's going to be the key, guys. There's Brett Anderson. Uh, that's going to be the key when when you get, to, you know, full force here back into play. And and I will say that it, it does affect having a, a couple of hitters in there. That includes Omar Narvaez. 
Um, so those three in Keston, Christian, and, and Narvaez, I, again, so big three not to have collectively in a lineup on a regular basis. It, it is tough. I will say on the uh, balls that are hit um, deep and are just not carrying, they seem to be carrying for the other team. I, I can't explain it. I don't think there's any explanation for it. Sam, do you know of any? Tyler O'Neill and Goldschmidt and Albies and all these guys, Ozuna, and they, they seem to be uh, functioning rather well with getting a ball over the fence. But, you know, the Brewers just, it, it sounds good. It looks good. looks like they tagged it on the barrel. It is not flying. No, you're right. Uh, but some of these guys are, you know, like you said, tattooing the ball. I think JBJ a couple of games ago had like three in one game. But Lorenzo came, but like these guys aren't really known for their power, though. So True. I think there's, you got to factor that in. But there is something up with the, Baseball, we all knew about it before the season started. They raised the seams a little bit. And like you guys said a couple of games ago, uh, it's I think the no-hitters are evident right now. I mean, we're already at five, if you want to count Madison Bumgarners, and the record in one season is seven. So, I mean, there's your evidence. Good for Wade Miley, but I think after that no-hitter, it should make you go, uh, all right, something's up here. Yeah, there there definitely is. And, and the, uh, the deadening of the ball, which uh, was supposed to take a couple of feet off of, of a fly ball, but it – Certainly looks at times like it's a little bit more than that. Baseball's had a, a little bit of a tipping point here with regards to its its uh, offense versus pitching. It, it really is. It's going to be uh, almost in a fun way to see how this you know, overall works itself out, or is it manipulated by the league? Are there more adjustments coming? Well, we'll see. It's 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 going to be a, a fun couple of years here to see that manage this thing because I don't believe that a lot of fans are, are are liking this lack of offense. And for whatever reason, players, uh, the pitchers getting better, dead ball, whatever it might be, pandemic, I mean, may have derailed quite a few things. Quite a few individuals may, uh, may still be trying to just – you know, cope with that part of it, a 60 game, no fans, just a, 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 an entirely different geography of baseball happened last year. And, and it's hard to measure the effects of that because it's never happened before. And that has to have at least some part uh, in all of this. We'll, we'll see. But as I said, it's going to be fun. Uh, seeing how this plays out the next couple of years. All right, uh, up next, we'll check the uh, NL Central scoreboard, and we will uh, also give you tomorrow's pitching matchups as the Brewers trying to right the ship here, at least grab a game in the series before an off day on Monday, then a two-game set against Mike Matheny's Kansas City Royals. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, 5-1 the final Brewers lose the game in the series in the same night. We'll be back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan. All right, they fall tonight yet again, and a uh, just a single run tallied up for the Crews' offense. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> I keep saying this, guys. Um, 
they're going to come around. The offense is going to is going to get going. Uh, how long they go and how consistent they will be, I, I don't know. But it, there will be a stretch in which uh, the offense does get going. And I don't think there's a a magic uh, wand that anyone is is going to be able to wave here to get it done. It's just going to have to be through. Uh, you know, through some circumstances, you know, you get uh, Lorenzo Cain drive into the gap. There's scores too. Uh, s- someone should should actually haul off and hit a three run homer for this team. I think that'd help a little bit. <laughs> you get a two run homer here and there. You get a couple of solo shots last night, but just in a big spot, couple of runners aboard. Uh, let's put it uh, this way: in this uh, homestand, three against the St. Louis Cardinals and two against the Atlanta Braves, three for forty-four with runners in scoring position. Is they just got to reach and dig down deep and get it done. All right, NL Central. Uh, let's take a look around. Oh, I see that. Uh, oh, the Cubs fall. That's always a good thing. That'll that'll uh, lighten the load of this loss a little bit. Right. My world's smallest violin is playing as we speak. Mm-hmm. All right. In Detroit, the Tigers, like you said, came back to beat the Cubs in extra innings, nine to eight. The final score. Craig Kimbrell is charged with loss. Harold Castro walks it off with an RBI single. Yes, RBI singles are still alive in baseball, believe it or not. That <laughs> series one. between the Chicago Cubs and Detroit Tigers currently tied at a game of peace. Series finale tomorrow. The Pirates also walked it off tonight as they beat the Giants 8-6. to The final score, Jacob Stallings, catcher for the Pirates, with a two-run home run to walk it off for Pittsburgh. That series, the Pirates currently up 2-1. to It's a four-game series, so finale tomorrow. The Reds and Rockies are currently in extra innings as we speak, tied up 2-2 two to two in the 11th inning. And the Padres currently blowing out the Cardinals 10-3 to three in the 7th inning. And That's good. In case you missed it, uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but if you're just tuning in now, some league-wide news. Albert Pujols signing with the Dodgers for the remainder of the season on the league minimum. Just makes you, you shake your head a little bit. You know that? It, it just does. The rich get richer, and not that other teams didn't have an opportunity to do so, but... You know, there's there's a team that uh, it's it's almost like house money that you can uh, keep them right there in in uh, in L.A. and uh, with the World uh, Series champ Dodgers and and you know, a little splash va- well big splash value name uh, that goes along with that and maybe it re-energizes him to get on a roll. That's it's just kind of head shaking a little bit. It's just just weird. Well, that's okay. Uh, come July, when this team is in the thick of a pennant race here, this Milwaukee Brewers team, maybe Ryan Braun comes waltzing back in that door. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I sort of think it's going to happen. The key to that to that is got to make sure the Brewers are in a pennant race. They're 20-20 20 and 20 after the loss uh, tonight, and they'll go back at trying to salvage a game in the series tomorrow as uh, – how do you pronounce his name for Atlanta? Huascar Yanoa will be pitching for the <laughs> Atlanta Braves tomorrow, but he's probably their hottest pitcher, currently 4-1 and one in the year. He's a righty, and he can get it done with the stick, too. He has a grand slam already with the Braves this year. I think he's actually got multiple home runs. He'll be going up against Freddie Peralta. That's a cool name, and a cool name. Oh, Huascar? That's just that's baseball in a nutshell. Yep. And then he'll be going against Freddie Peralta, as mentioned. Freddie, currently 3-1 and one in the year, 2.77 ERA. Yeah, and uh, you know you know you're going to get some decent pitching 
Uh, there might be a little bump in the road for Freddie here and there, all these guys here and there. But, you, you know, you're going to be in a baseball game, and it just comes down to the offense. Let's see if tomorrow turns uh, the worm, as they say, and the Brewers put up maybe uh, seven or eight runs. And, boy, th- this team could use one of those conventional, and every team gets them, just a conventional sort of once every seven to nine games, you get an eight-to-one win, eight-to-two, seven-to-two. Just where it's never in jeopardy. It's almost a cruise control type of game. Man, this team could use it. Let's see what happens tomorrow after the last pitch. You make the switch. We'll be right here for you. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Sam, it was fun. We spent all summer last year together, and now I get you one time in 40 games. Right. It was fun, though. I uh, definitely I needed this myself because I need a little bit of therapy with this Brewers offense. So hopefully next time I fill in or whatever, we can be talking about how Christian Yelich is on pace to win MVP again or something like that. Yes, some some good news, some good happy news. And you're with uh, Rami on Monday? Yeah, starting Monday I'll be uh, producing with Rami. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. All right, good luck on that, and good luck to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch. Once again, the final 5-1. There'll be better days despite the results. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.